the, the, the gifts and, and talents that they use, you know, so many of you work with the children, and I really appreciate that. The, um, it makes a difference, uh, those who work with the children and the youth. Ginny and I served as youth directors at the Christian Missionary Alliance Church that we attended when um, we came into a relationship with Christ. I don't think I showed a particular aptitude for it. I think w- what happened is uh, we were alive and breathing and young, and they said, hey, get them. Um, you know, and I, I suppose that was a, a little bit a part of it there. But I appreciate those who have the gifts and the talents for working with kids uh, and youth. All of our children's workers, youth workers, I think uh, they do a fabulous job. You know, the children's church or Sunday school, kids club on Wednesday. Uh, we've had activities with Child Evangelism Fellowship, uh, both the uh, five-day clubs we've done and the after-school clubs, uh, you know, just the people who are involved in all of that. Right now, our children's folks are working on Vacation Bible School, which, by the way, uh, June 26th through 30th, it's in your bulletin for you, so you might want to uh, look at that. Peter's been doing a great job with the youth and working, uh, you know, along with them for many years now. Anna and uh, Sarah continue to uh, to help him, and uh, they plan every Wednesday as well as a few other activities, retreats, um, and, and interaction camps for the kids. Uh, and I'm grateful for those who are involved in our music ministry. I was thinking about it. We went from an organ and a piano uh, to, you know, now the, the piano, drums, acoustic guitar, bass guitar, uh, you know, trumpet. I am really looking forward to the time that we add the clarinet. the violin, saxophone, what other other instruments you can play. You know, I'm looking forward to those times in which they uh, join our weekly service. Uh, I did warn you. you know, the, uh, anyway, every week though, think about it, people are using their gifts and talents in, in service in many ways. Welcoming and, and greeting people, uh, you know, the folks doing the technical work of the uh, you know, the stuff in back and a little bit more technical work today, you know, is uh, they're going to have to advance the slides and things for me too. But the nursery is staffed, ready to take care of uh, toddlers and infants. The sign out front gets changed every week. The library is organized and updated. The, uh, you know, pew racks get straightened, get restocked. The building gets cleaned. Things get repaired. Uh, accounts are paid, kept up to date. Bills are paid. Bible study leaders prepare you know, there are studies, people open up their homes for folks to come and groups to come. You know, there are deacons and deaconesses are in contact with people. There's a lot that goes on. This is just some of the work of the ministry. And I actually have very little and in some cases absolutely nothing to do with those happening. It's as other people step in and as other people uh, do this. You know, these are some of the answers to my prayers. I pray in, in my prayers. In my prayers, I do ask God to raise up leaders to help us recognize those leaders and to be able to come alongside you and help you serve Him. You know that's that's one of the one of our regular, consistent prayers. Pretty much every night, uh, you know, as as Jenny and I pray together. One of the things I I pray for. You know, not only that you will, you know, rec- that you will uh, recognize your gifts, but that we will do that. 
and that we'll be able to come alongside you and encourage you and help you to serve him. Um, you know, ministries happen, uh, ministry happens whenever God's people serve God. Whenever God's people serve God and they reach out and they help others come to know Christ and they help others come to grow in Christ, that is when ministry happens. And helping others to serve God, that's how ministry happens. Let's pray. We're going to look at that a little bit more today. Father, thank you for those who, um, who minister. Some very intentionally, some don't even realize they're doing it. Uh, Father, and we pray that you would uh, continue to raise up leaders, that you would continue to help us to recognize them, to come alongside, to encourage them, to help them to serve you, to help them to know really what joy it is in in serving you and uh, in living a life uh, so in tune with you, Father, uh, that it comes along uh, and comes out um, almost naturally but yet very intentionally. Guide us as we look into your word that we would have your thoughts, understand a little bit more of your heart, and respond appropriately to that, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. We're going to be in Romans 12 to start with, page <laughs> page 1045 uh, in the Pew Bible. Today we're actually going to have three main passages. If you look at the top of your outline, you'll see there we're going to have three main passages. We're going to look at Romans 12, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to look at Ephesians 4. Now we're not going to be able to look at these in depth, you know, and that's not the intent here today, you know, because what they deal with, all three of these passages deal with spiritual gifts and the ministry of the body. You know, the, the, the ministry of each one of you. This is what these passages deal with. Uh, we're not going to explore each gift. I'm not going to go and explain what each gift is, uh, but I do hope to give you a better understanding, really, of the gift of gifts, uh, what they are and, and what, what the reason for them are. You know, certainly some repeated points in each passage, as you'll see as we go through those. We're just going to pull some things out of, of each one as we move along. So we're going to look at the passages in order, starting with Romans chapter 12. If you're not there, get there in a hurry, beginning with verse 1. It says, Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given me, I tell every one among you, not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have, been, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. According to the grace given us, uh, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it in prof according to the uh, standard of one's faith. If service, in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. Now, those, that's, that's what we're going to look at here from uh, Romans 12. You know, God's directing Paul in the writing of this letter to the Romans. I don't think it, it, I, I don't think it is... Um, it is not a coincidence. You know, I, I don't believe it is a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I think coincidence is simply when, when God does a miracle and remains anonymous. 
you know, and we just don't always realize it. But, um, you know, this is not a coincidence that this comes following two of the most well-known verses, two of the most well-known verses right there. You know, it says, therefore, you know, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. And we, we uh, are familiar with that verse, and we kind of separate those two verses, those first two verses from the rest of the chapter but I, we shouldn't it goes on because he goes from that right into an exhortation on spiritual gifts you know using your gifts to serve God is a way to worship that's a way to worship God why do I say that well because what he says right there in the first verse you know I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual worship it's an act of worship when, when, we are, when we use our gifts to serve God. Now, he tells us to be transformed, you know, to be transformed in your thinking, be transformed in your thinking and realizing that, and as he's talking about these spiritual gifts, be transformed, really, it, it's, it's really worded, be being transformed. You know, be, being, be, be in that process of being transformed. Not, I mean, there is that once for all stepping into, you know, into being God's person, but there is that growing then as God's person. And this is what he's talking about, this process of growth, a continuing growth, a continual growth. Uh, spiritual gifts are something we continue to grow in. They are something that, you know, we, we continue to, to get better at and grow in. You grow by practicing, by using the gifts God gives you. Some things, some things you only learn by doing. You only learn it by doing. You know the uh, you you can read all you want about, about swimming. I, I remember that uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory. And uh, is that the name of it? Anyway, Sheldon uh, uh, said that he could swim. Why? Because he read all about swimming. You see, and so he knew he could swim. Uh, driver's education. And if you took driver's education, they have. Um, the book part, and then you're done. All you have to do is go out and go go get your... That's not what happens. You get behind the wheel. And you do. Some things are only learned by doing them, and I hope you get better at them. I hope you're a better driver now than you were before. I remember... <laughs> um, I, I, I told you about my very first driving experience. If you don't remember, well, too bad for you. You should have been here. Anyway, uh, the... Uh, uh, I, I, I remember the first time I was driving along and uh, put my arm around a girl and had to drive with my left hand. And it wasn't long and she said, can you drive with your left hand? What makes you think I can't? I weaved, as I said. Uh, you, know, you, get, you get better, you know, you get better. At the, at the, it's the same thing with spiritual gifts, you see. You get, you learn more. You get more proficient at at these things. You know, as you as you're practicing them. Now, you know, we are transformed from one who doesn't know God to one who does follow God. You know, we are transformed, and we are being transformed more and more as the person of God, and as the person that God calls us to be. You know, and we present ourselves to God and function as part of the body with the gifts He has given us. This is what He tells us here in these verses. You know, we are transformed, we're being transformed, and we present ourselves to God, and that is part of that transformation process in using the gifts that He has, that he has given to us, that He has given you. 
you know, he tells us in verses 3 through 6 there, you know, as he's talking about the gifts, you know, you, you use them in the way God has equipped you. Not in the way that he has necessarily equipped someone else to be using those gifts. But in the way he has equipped you to use those gifts. You know, and in and, 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 and what's going on here. We're not all supposed to serve in the same way. We don't all serve the same way. We never were intended to serve the same way. It seems to me that what is listed here are areas of giftedness rather than, you know, rather than a list of specific gifts. We look at these lists that's given here in, in uh, Romans, that's given in 1 Corinthians, that's given in Ephesians, and we look at these sometimes as if this is a, a complete list of gifts. I don't think that's true. I think what we see here is is areas of giftedness, you know, and they unfold in different ways. Look, for example, serving, exhorting, teaching, giving. They're all mentioned here, but there are many ways to do each each and every one of those. There are many different ways to do it. There's many different ways to serve. You know, there are many different ways to exhort, many different ways to teach. Even between, even between Pastor Kent and myself, you know, we, we even approach uh, preaching in a very different way, in a very different method, and, you know, and, and we don't do it the same way. But yet, that's, you know, that's teaching. It's what we're called to do. Giving, there's a lot of different ways you can give. I think these are areas. I don't think these are necessarily a list of specific gifts. But different things that fall into these areas, into these categories. Not only, again, not only here in, in Romans, but what we see in the other passages as well. You know, the gifts God has given you, though, what you need to grasp here is, uh, you know, that you are given a gift to the church. You know, that is what it is, his body. And as we use them to serve the body, we are worshiping God. One of the things that always rubs my fur the wrong way is when they... Uh, when they say, let's worship God, and what they mean is let's sing. Well, tell me, let's sing, you know. I don't know if you notice, and it's a little detail for some people, but it was a big deal to, detail for me. Uh, we don't call the people up front the worship team. Did you ever notice that? We call them the music team. Because worship is so much more than just music, but also they're not the only ones who are supposed to be doing it. We all are. You know, we're all worshiping. Yes, now, music can touch your heart and soul. And like I've told you before, no one has ever gone home humming one of my sermons, but you may go home humming one of the songs. Uh, you know, and, and music is a powerful gift that is used in the church for the betterment of the body. But I noticed all of you aren't up here doing instruments. Even some of you who can play instruments aren't up here yet. But the just a thought. Uh, but, but you know the, the the whole the whole point there. Is, you know the the giftedness of the body and in, in what He has given us. It is for the body, and it's as we use them to serve God that we are worshiping God. Let's turn to the second passage, First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. It's on page 1058 in the Pew Bible. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Paul is writing to the Corinthians. It's a lot of the, a lot of what he writes is is correction. 
And um, you know, he, he starts out telling them some good things. Chapter 11, he says, now in the following things, chapter 11, which comes before chapter 12, in the following things, I have no praise for you. And he goes into communion. He says, you're, you know, your services do more harm than good. And he goes into an explanation on communion. And he follows that here in chapter 12. And he begins talking to them because they had a problem with gifts. The problem was their misuse of them. Uh, follow along. This is not, this is not the, dis, the misuse here. What he's doing is explaining to them the use and purpose of the gifts. Verse 4, drop down to verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, Now, there are different gifts but the same Spirit. There are different ministries but the same Lord. And there are different activities but it's the same God activates each gift in each person. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person, person to produce what is beneficial. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, a message of knowledge by that same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of languages. To another, interpretation of languages. And again, you see, I, I think these are, are areas uh, as opposed to, you know, one specific way that this works out. Verse 11, but one in the same spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all of the parts of that body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. You see, God leads Paul here to go on you know, and illustrate as he continues this chapter. He goes on and he illustrates the gifts as parts of the body, all different, all dependent upon one another, all necessary to be complete. You know, and, and, you, know, you, you have those and you want those. You want your body to work well. I just One of the things that has been a real joy to me in the last uh, two weekends is I got to work out in the yard. And you say, well, why is that a joy? Well, if you remember, for a while I couldn't do squat, including squatting. But uh, the, you know, for, I, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do this stuff. And to be able to get out there and do something has just been really a good thing for me. And so one of the things I was doing this weekend is I was cutting uh, you know, circles around the trees that I could put mulch in. Uh, and making them this, all the same, and so I was doing a lot of bending over like this, and and my back was sore. But then what I noticed too is my shoulders are sore, you know, and stuff just a little bit. And it, it, why? Because for so long I wasn't doing those things, and I missed it. And these muscles then, because they weren't being used, kind of said, "Hey." Not bad, you know, and, and then they started being used, and they said, "Hey, that's bad." Uh, you know, they, you know, the, the, he's the, the you you miss, you know, when things don't work right, you you miss that, and you know, you you say, I'm, "I'm not all that I should be." There is a picture. He's given us all gifts so that all the body can work to make that function as a body. All the parts are necessary. All the parts are necessary uh, to make it complete. This is what he's telling us. You know, and he tells us, God, through that working of the Holy Spirit, he gives us different gifts, not to compete with one another, but to all work together to serve God. 
That's the purpose of them, as illustrated by the body. He gives us those gifts, different gifts, not to compete, but that we would work together. The gifts are to the whole church, not to the individual. You know, they're not given just to the individual, but given through the individual for the whole church. They, they, God gives them to an individual so they might minister together as part of the body. We are not complete on our own. We're not complete on our own. We were never meant to be complete on our own. You know, God made us and gifted us to need each other. All the parts, he says, all the parts of that body, though many, are one body. You see, the gifts that he's given and the gifts that he's given us are, are for the church. They're to strengthen, build, and grow his body, the church, so that they will, so that, you know, they will improve, so that they will be better. And using your gift helps others to then use their gifts. And this is what he's talking about in that. Let's look at our third passage. The third passage in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, you know, this is, you know, we're going to pull a few more observations uh, out, of, out of this one too. But in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul, one of, if Paul had a favorite church, this might be one of them. Uh, this might be it. If you see, if you read through the book of Acts and you see his, uh, when he stopped uh, on his way to Rome and he uh, met with the Ephesian elders, uh, just a very... You could just tell the, the care and the love that was there. So as he's writing to the Ephesians, uh, you know, when you get into the letter a little bit more, and he's telling them and he's explaining to them in this whole letter about the church and what the church is and ministering to one another. Uh, chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, he says, Therefore, I, the prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility, all humility and gentleness, and with patience, boys, I was reading through that again this morning. I just thought, dude, you are not making it here. You know, you are not making it on this. Uh, you know, all humility and gentleness um, uh, and patience. Now, you read those backwards, and those are the areas I need to work on the most, patience and gentleness. And we all know I'm humble, so. <laughs> he says, with all humility, all gentleness, all patience. Accepting one another in love. Verse 3, diligently keeping the unity of the Spirit with the peace that binds us. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Now grace has been given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. For it says, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to people. What does he ascended mean except that he descended to the lower parts of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, 
Remember that. Speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into Him who is the head, Christ. From Him the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. Now he calls us here, did you notice that? To work, to walk worthy of the calling you have received. He says, live worthy of the calling you have received. Live worthy of being God's child. Live worthy of being part of his body. Live worthy of being all he has called you to be. He then emphasizes the unity of the body, the unity of the church, and he goes into spiritual gifts. Gifts are a gift to the church, his body. Your spiritual gifts, your gifts and your talents are a gift to the church. This is what he tells us in all three passages. And walking worthy of the calling you've received as God's child, part of God's family, involves you using your spiritual gifts in service to the Lord, you know, in making the church, his body, work at maximum potential. This is what he calls us to. Maximum potential involves all the parts of the body working. I've gotten to the place physically where that doesn't work for me anymore. You know, the, the hearing on the side is gone, and uh, we went uh, we went to a, a, a theater production last night, and uh, Kent and Sarah, you know, and some others, and Kent came this morning, and he said to me, "Could you hear that last night?" Because he knows there's there's a defect there. You know, he knows there's something there that isn't working quite right. And because something isn't working quite right, then you know, the function that was that was there isn't you know, isn't doesn't always make that connection. This is a picture he's giving us here when he's talking about, you know, the, the the body and working to that maximum potential when all parts are working. You know, when one part isn't working, the whole body's affected. The whole body is affected. If I'm crossing the street, you know, I look because I can't hear the cars coming on my right side. So I actually look a couple of times. You know, look at the whole, when one part isn't working, the whole body's affected. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift from God. What, he, what did he say here? He told us, you know, very clearly that as each one... Each one, we see in all three passages again, he talks about that reality that everyone has a spiritual gift from God, which means it is meant to be used for the benefit of the body. Every single one of you has a gift and a talent that God has meant for you to be using for the benefit of the body. He says, grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. Grace was given to how many? Each one of us. Each one, he says. Each one. Every one. You can say, I don't have a spiritual gift. Then you're calling God a liar. Just, just a thought for you there. Grace was given to each one. You know, now we're all supposed to serve. Each one of us is supposed to use our gifts to, to serve God. God never intended the pastors to do all the work of the ministry. 
Never. You know, we are, we are, we are ministers among ministers. You know, that, that's the privilege, that's the honor. You know, all, all the ministries that I mentioned at the start of the sermon, um, you know, Pastor Kent and I could never do all of those. We could never do each and every one of those, nor should we. We are not supposed to. You know, for us to do them would cheat you of that opportunity to worship God by using the gifts and the talents he has given you. In fact, you know, we ask ourselves every once in a while, am I doing something that somebody else is supposed to be doing? Am I doing something and and cheating somebody out of that blessing of God to know their gifts and talents are being used in ministry? You know, the ministry here at Northside would be much poorer if you didn't use your gifts and talents and abilities. All those things I listed for you at the beginning, I have very little to nothing to do with them. It's all done because other people step up and minister. You know, this is what, you know, our job, the job that Pastor Kent and I have mainly, according to these passages, is to help each one of you, as it says in verse 12 there, in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. You know, some, I was, I was talking to a guy yesterday and, uh, he was telling me, uh, he said, you know, oh, this Bible study I'm involved in, you know, Pastor Matt, he's always trying to get us to do, you know, these things and stuff. And uh, hey, you realize I'm a pastor, you know, but uh, we're talking about that. And, <coughs> and I thought, good for Pastor Matt, because he's doing exactly what God's called him to do. Get you involved in ministry. Get you involved, you know, in doing things. And some people think sometimes, well, you know, the you know, the, the pastor always wants us to do these because we are called. We are called to help you in the work of the ministry, to build up the body of Christ. We err when we think that, well, you know, we'll pay somebody to do this, whether it's the pastor or somebody else. Um, you know, and I even ask myself that sometimes when we hire somebody to do some things. Are we cheating God's people out of the blessing they would know? if they were involved in the ministry. But we're all so busy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you know what's coming next. Uh, But sometimes we are busy in the wrong things. And we make ourselves busy. Sign your kids up for a sports team. You want to see what busy is? Or perhaps the marching band, uh, you know. But the uh, or anything, anything. Why, and some of the, they're good, you know. And, and some of these involvements are good. I'm not saying they're not. What I'm saying is, when we let the, that become a priority over serving God, then that's a problem. When we get ourselves so busy, your job, your work, your you know anything else, whatever it might be. Um, you know, this, this guy who I was talking to yesterday, he was, you know, he was telling me about this. He said, because I have enough to do around here. This is what he told me. <laughs> I have enough to do. Well, you know, we all do. But his pastor was trying to get him involved in the work of the ministry. 
if we are so busy that we are not involved in the work of the ministry that God has called us to, then we're busy about the wrong things. You know, because he's told us, you know, very clearly that, you know, we are to be involved. Your gifts are a gift to the church. This is what he tells us in these passages. Now, now God can use what we see, you know, as our own abilities, but he takes us beyond our own abilities and he helps us to use those in service to him. You know, he helps us to use those in, in serving him and in helping others and, and seeing them and seeing them grow. The purpose of your gift is to be involved. You know, it's to be involved in the work and the ministry for building up of the body. This is what he tells us in all of these passages. That our, our gifts, our talents that we have, are, you know, we are to be involved with those for the work of the ministry, building up the body. Now, not to get your own following. You know, that's not the purpose. It's not to get your own following. It's not so that you can do your own thing. You know, not so that you can have your own stuff. You know, you, 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 don't, have a, you don't lead a Bible study group so that you can have your own little thing. You know, it's not so that you can have an area that you can control. You know, but rather to have an area that you can help others to grow in and to learn to serve. We have a, a, a church board meeting tomorrow. And I remind the board every once in a while that our responsibility there is to, you know, because different people are responsible for different areas and you know what they, what's most on their heart, the area they're responsible for. And I appreciate that because I want them to be, I want them to be concerned about that. But I also have to remind them that we are also need to be concerned about all the other areas. And so all of our money can't go to the building. All of our money can't go to the youth ministry. All of our money can't go to the children's ministry. Uh, it, it, you see, because we are called to minister. We are called as a body there. Your gift is a gift to the church, to the body. And in my prayers, I ask God to raise up leaders and to help us recognize them and come alongside them and help them to serve Him. That you will know that your gift is, is, a gift, you know, is, is a gift not just for you but for the church and together we'll grow to be all that we can be, you know, all that, we, all that we can be and all that he has for us to be and you cannot do that on your own. You can't. You know, he, God wants us to be together. He wants us to minister together. Those who avoid being in a church and those, you know, those who avoid being in that church are not living as biblical Christians. They're not. They are robbing the church of the gifts God has given them and they are not benefiting by the gifts God has given others to minister to them. And those who are in a body, those who are part of a church and not serving God with their gifts, they also are not living as biblical Christians. God has gifted each one of us to serve one another and to need each other. You, the gift of your gift is for the church. It's for the church. To strengthen and build and grow his body, the church. And this is, this is part of the importance of being in a church. You know, no, one, no one should be off on their own. 
This is what the Bible tells us. This is what he calls us to. This is part of the importance of being actively involved in a church. No one should just be coasting. No one should just be receiving. No one should just be, you know, they should also be serving. They should also be ministering. They should also be helping the body grow. This is what he said. The gift of gifts is for the church to strengthen, build, and grow his body, the church. We moved quickly through this. I, I don't think we'll regret this. So we moved quickly through this. Let me ask you. Anybody have a question? Uh, that's a serious question. Anybody have a question they want to ask on this right now? Would I feel when we feel our gifts aren't being used well? There's a couple of uh, a couple of things I guess I would say for that. Part of it is sometimes because we're reluctant, you know. Uh, I haven't found you to be a reluctant person, but yeah, uh, sometimes it's because we're reluctant to do what God directs us to do, and we look more at what we want to do, which is hard sometimes. But what I have found is when I when I do that, when I put aside what I think I want to do and do what I think God wants me to do, I find out not only that he was right, but I actually do enjoy it more. And the unfortunate part of that sometimes is he calls me into things because he wants to knock some of the rough edges off of me. I didn't like those times. I still don't. Anybody else? Any thoughts, questions? We should be using our gifts. Jackie. Uh, that was a question I thought somebody might ask. A lot of times our gifts fall into areas, uh, and, and we think of them as talents or abilities. Sometimes they are very different than what we were. When I first came to Christ, my biggest talent in public speaking was I could mumble through anything in such a way that nobody would ever understand what I said. And uh, God has changed that slightly. Sometimes you guys will still hear me mumble, and they'll say, what do you say? Um, you know, so sometimes God will refine what we are and what we, what we do. It's never bothered me necessarily to talk in front of people, except for freshman speech class. That was a terror. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the, uh, you know, it's never bothered me to, to talk with people and stuff, and, uh, and God has refined that, you know, in me. So with, when I, I would say you begin pursuing that passion that God has on your heart. Because that very often those are lined up with his gifts that he's given us. Anybody else? Any question? Practice. Seriously. Um, when you said that, I remembered the, 
my first driver's ed lesson. And I, I told you about this not too long ago. And uh, we left the school, went around the block, and the teacher told me, pull in the gas station here, we need gas. What are you, nuts? You know, I've never pulled into a gas pump before, and I thought I was going to be taking out this pump you know, and, and everything else. Uh, you know, and, and it was just going to be bad. And, um, you know, but now you pull into the gas. So part of it is you, when you're using it and you get used to you, you get used to it, and you get more proficient at it, you know, like playing an instrument. It, but, but seriously, you know, and as you get more proficient at it, uh, you've heard me say before, um, I'd love to be able to play the piano. I don't want to learn to play the piano. I want to be able to play the piano. But let me just ask, Tyranny, just... Uh, off the top of your head, as you remember and think back, did Kent always play this well? Uh, yes, he really worked at it. He, uh, didn't, what do I say? Well, you said it real good there. He worked at it. You know, he worked at it. And uh, he plays fairly well. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, but again, so, you know, yeah, some of the t- we are nervous. And I think sometimes nervous is a good thing. Because we take it more seriously. One more. Anybody else? One. Another question. Anybody else have one? I hope you're not discouraged. I hope you're encouraged. If you wonder, you know, about how can I use my gifts, talents, abilities, Pastor Kent and I would be happy to talk with you about it. Um, you know, I'd be happy to talk through some of those things with you. We've put in the bulletin every once in a while, uh, you know, that if you feel called to a ministry or something, uh, talk to us, and we do what we do what we can to help you in that, and we mean that, you know. If you feel called to a particular ministry or something, um, let us know, and we will do what we can to help you, uh, and help you minister, and help you to find uh, that joy in worshiping God by using your gifts in service to Him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for those who, so many here, who do use their gifts and talents and abilities uh, to minister for you. What a great thing that is. I pray that you will not only encourage them, but that you will continue to, um, well, challenge us to be what you've called us to be, to do those things you've called us to, And even if we were shaking and our knees are knocking, that, Lord, we would, in obedience, walk with you, doing what you've called us to do. I thank you for the church. I thank you for the ministry of these folks. Help us to be all you've called us to be, we ask. In Christ's name, amen.